Hey guys, hey start, guys, starting things off a little bit on the early side because we got a little message for you. So this episode, obviously, you're going to love it. You're going to enjoy it. And then next week, next Tuesday, you're going to be expecting an episode, but it's not going to be there because we're taking a week off. Right, Carrie? Yes. But as a lot of you have said, anytime we are late or take a week off, it just means that the end date of the podcast is now extended just a little extended bit more. just a little bit more into the but future. But the reason why we're taking a week off is because we have so many exciting things that we're planning, and I'm going to be traveling, and there's going to be some things we're working on for this next season. So we need just a moment to get some things together, and this you're just going to be thrilled for when we come back, and then we'll be back as regularly scheduled the following week. Probably because I'll be coming back into town that Monday, so it might be like a little bit later that you that the episode goes up, but it'll be up at some point that Tuesday. And and yeah, so we're taking the week off, but in the meantime, you know, go binge like season six and seven and just have fun. I take a week and enjoy yourself. Yeah, yeah. And now we're gonna get ready for um what Miami, Miami. Yes. You've got style. I have to say what I feel. Miami has so much appeal. A great place. At Los Angeles 2018. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you'll ever need to listen to. I am H. Allen Scott. And I'm Carrie Doherty. And this is a podcast where we watch an episode of The Golden Girls and then we talk about it. And we just watched season seven, episode six, Mother Load, which aired on October 26, 1991, and is the one where Blanche dates an anchorman. And Stan goes to therapy. Because he's in love with Sophia. And we catch a glimpse of Fifi the monkey, but we haven't... We, we haven't seen we them. Haven't we don't know properly. why. If we didn't know why that monkey existed, we would look in the background and be like, that guy has a weird monkey in his office. But we know. We know Do why you it's think, there. So, because the, the episode where we actually... Where Stan gets attached to the monkey is yeah. the monkey show, which is not the next episode of the series. Maybe it was written that way. But I wonder if... They planted the traffic cone monkey in that episode, knowing they were going to use it. Mm. Like, I wonder if this was going to be a two-parter at some point. I was was just talking about with a friend. There's this video uh, about someone had connected all of the Pixar films about, like, how they're all connected, Mm -hmm. you know? What if there was something like that with the Golden Girls, whereas every episode there's a clue for the next episode, for a future episode? That would be yeah. That would be fun if if that were the case. We've just now discovered it knee deep in season seven. So we have to start this podcast all over again. Oh my gosh! Oh my god! Well, wouldn't that, that be would great make... to go back to the early days and have a better microphone? I think about that sometimes. I'm like, I wonder, I wonder if we went all the way back to season one and started again. <laughs> how much? would we remember about what we talked about the first time around? I just, I wonder... We haven't strayed too far from our first episode, honestly, outside of the equipment we use. Right. I just... The format's similar. Yeah. Everything, except we don't have as guests as often because we learn that people don't give a fuck about guests because they love us, <laughs> unless it's Elliot or Alaska. Yes. Yeah, those there two, are, are those certain are, guests that And there's a few love. guests. We love our past guests. There's guests throughout that, that are very enjoyable. But Some guests make it a real treat. Yeah, well, Elliot and Alaska. 
Yeah. I yeah. mean, there are other guests, too, that make it a real And we'll treat. have guests in the future, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, speaking of special, though, we should probably announce that we're some of the things. So we, Carrie and I have been talking. And yes, guys, let's just, I'm a rip the Band-Aid person. You know what I mean? I'm one of those people that I'm like, yeah, the end is near. We all know it. We're in season seven. We have to address this. We don't want to be denying the truth. But... We also want to extend this as long as possible. And so we've thought of some fun ideas that that we're going to do. And in the next few weeks, we're going to start introducing um, special episodes that are devoted to the best of Rose or the best of Blanche or, you know, all kinds of special ideas. So uh, keep look out for that in the future. It's going to be coming your way. Yes. And that's why we solicited you on Twitter and Facebook to ask what yeah. your favorite Rose moments were so that we can incorporate those into our first special episode. Yeah. Um, but for now, let us jump into this one. We also should say before we get started that um, we are recording at Carrie and Stan's apartment. So if you hear a little pitter patter in the background or a bark from time to time, that is... because we have a baby that barks. Mm-hmm. No, that's... it's our dog. Yeah. Yeah. Carrie has a child. That barks. Um, I think last time we were here, he he was doing a lot of panting and licking, which you probably heard. He was sitting up next to us and he was either panting into the microphone or licking my hand, which you could probably hear. Which isn't too far off from what I do every episode. Exactly. So, you yeah. Know, it's pretty yeah. on par. <laughs> um, boy, oh boy. Let's talk about boy, Jerry. Oh boy. There are actually three stories in this one. There was the runner about. Rose having to write a roast of Jerry, the news anchor. And then there was the actual love triangle or love situation with Blanche. And I love Jerry. that you you're to bring Freud into this episode, since we do talk about Freud yeah. in this episode with the therapy. I like that you called it a love triangle. And well, that's what it is. Because it that's kind of is like a love triangle. That's essentially what it is. And then there's Jerry the, and his mom. But there's also an odd love triangle with Stan, Dorothy, and Sophia. So... Jerry Kennedy, the way that they introduce his character, I thought he was a real Miami news anchor. Really? Because, yeah, because they're like, you you know when, like, they talk about, like, Burt Reynolds, and they're like, he's just the greatest actor since such and such. Well, he he should have won the Oscar for blah, 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 instead of Lawrence Arabia, blah, blah, blah. So I feel like they were (laughs) um, very good at quoting the Golden Girls. I know he wasn't in Lawrence of Arabia, but I think there's a reference in that episode. Yeah. Smokey and the Bandit. Yes, he was in Smokey and the Bandit. In Deliverance. That was the Oscar for that she's talking about. He yes. should have nominated. But I went, disagree with Blanche, but yes. But Oh, but it went to Lawrence Olivier? No, it didn't at all. Something with Lawrence of Arabia? No. That year? No. Okay. No. I'm just making all this up. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I thought that he was a real news anchor because of the way that they talk about him. And then when they Blanche asks him to do like his famous sign off at the door, I was like, Oh, he must be a real news anchor. But he wasn't. No, the guy, the actor, what's his, what's the actor's name? He is uh, Peter Graves. Yeah, he was um, the host on A&E in the 90s and, I guess, early aughts um, for the Biography Channel, and he would narrate those and stuff. I remember him from... That's how I... When I first started watching that, because I loved those biographies on the Biography Channel on A&E. When he signed off, did did he go, this is Peter Graves saying goodnight, and remember, wherever there's news, I'll be here. No, he didn't. He was just like... Good night. What a um, what a sign off. Wherever there's news, I'll be here. <laughs> That's just like In, you might as well have said. This is Jerry Kennedy saying good night. And remember, 
I'm the one that tells you the stuff that happens because I'm the <laughs> one sitting here. In St. Louis, they um, when I was a kid, it was so stupid. Then on KSDK Channel 5, NBC, mm-hmm. they had um, anyone from St. Louis will remember this from, I don't know if they still do it, they might. I don't think they do, but they would do a thing because it was on Channel 5 in St. Louis. So they would, they would with their hands, they'd have this like montage of people from all, all kinds of different types of people across St. Louis doing a five is one. And they would, with their hands, do five. <laughs> one and it, it, and we would always like when it came on tv we'd be like five is one and that was their sign off and it was so much fun wow <laughs> you guys got up to some, some oh my god st louis is a crazy some town crazy adventures crazy. <laughs> um so rose accidentally took jerry kennedy's day planner yeah. home with her mm-hmm. and um and so he's coming to get it, and she uh, she talks about how, yes, she's going to be roasting him. They're doing a roast at the station. Mm-hmm. Um, and I so, hate roasts. You don't like roasts? Oh, I just, I've never been good at them. I'm not good. If I was a drag queen, and I've been watching a lot of Drag Race lately, so I've been thinking about this, I would not be able to, like, read people and be rude. I'm not... I'm just not that kind of comic. I feel like I'm not either. I don't like to yeah. be mean to people. As, an, as a sort of challenge... For ourselves right now, why don't we try to roast each other? Okay. Okay. Great. Okay. Great. All right. Um, great. Okay. Right now? Yeah. Like or throughout the show? No, no, just right now. Oh. And then yes, yeah, if, if something pops up. Okay. If my energy was as low as your energy, I would be dead. Okay. <laughs> my my dog is hitting his bowl. He wants more Wait, food. You can't leave Keep a thinking. roast. You can't leave a roast. She's walking away from me, guys. Was I really that offensive? I don't think so. I mean, I'm just saying. It's the end of the day. We're recording this later in the night on a Tuesday because we all were busy. And, and, and now I'm the one being blamed for, for Sorry. being mean. Our and dog I was out of you food. You asked me to do this. I know, but I didn't know our dog was going to hit his bowl around. Yeah, now you have food. Little porker. Okay, um, if you okay, so what did you say? Like my tone is really low energy. Again. The roast is not. That's not how a roast works. Okay, all right. Um, I'm gonna roast you. Uh, your uh, your license plate says "Ugh, why?" Great. Now everyone can follow me. <laughs> but really, it should say "Ugh, look who I am." <laughs> <laughs> We're really bad that, at this. That sounds like it could also be Jerry Kennedy's sign off. <laughs> Ugh, I'm Jerry Kennedy, and remember, Ugh, look who I am. <laughs> I feel like oh, I don't think Elliot would be great at roasting. I don't think Elliot's. I think Elliot's a lot like us, but I do think Alaska could probably like roast us off our couches here. Maybe like Alaska could really sure. read us or read. That's so it's called reading. Oh, okay. You're getting read. Okay. Um, speaking of people who are good or not good at reading, um, Rose, oh, God bless Rose. The funny runner that you were talking about is how Rose, <laughs> throughout the whole episode, Jerry is dropping hints left and right. She's getting all this amazing information that she can use to roast him with, and it all just passes her right by. But... Like, the things that she misses is that he's a mama's boy. Yeah. He's scared of clowns. Yeah. <laughs> he wears a girdle. What else? It's, anyway. It's really funny. It's really funny. It's, it's so great. And then 
It's sort of the definition of why Rose is perfect. But she's also fishing for like really specific things in her method. Like he says something about state fairs and she's like, speaking of state fairs, is it true that you're cheap? (laughs) And later she's like, you ever dress up like a horse? I'm like, that's you're looking for something real specific here. (laughs) That's one of my favorite things when you like. Just to start by saying like Speaking of and then have it be not Related to that at all I I love that joke It's like speaking of I would love to do a podcast with Carrie But she's not here right now Because she's dealing with a dog Exactly except (laughs) I'm really here Now you're back Um, So Can we talk about Blanche's black mini dress? Wait, can we just rewind and talk about... Now, I've said this before in this podcast, and I'll say it again. That's a line from this episode, too. Um, But uh, that Blanche... Like, Blanche's looks amazing in season one. And then, like, you know, as the seasons go on, like, there's ebbs and flows. But as season six and season seven, Blanche went on Weight Watchers or something, and she got, like, smoking hot. Ebb tides? (laughs) God. Or Ebtide's Revenge. Yeah, we're not good at roast, but we're good at weird <laughs> puns. Um, uh, yeah, no, uh, but her body looks amazing. I will say confidently. I know I anytime Blanche comes out in a dress, I'm like, oh, it's the best that Blanche has ever looked. Blanche in this black looks mini dress. so good. It's probably the the best she's ever looked. It leaves to nothing me. to the imagination. No. There is no flowiness at all. It is tight to the body. It's it is tight. hugging her. But it's, and we see her from the side. Mm. If you notice, a lot of times with the girls when they're wearing like tight clothes, I mean, it's really only Blanche and sometimes Rose, but uh, they don't move. Like you don't see a side angle of mm-hmm. them ever. You see them walking down the hallway. You see them like maybe in the doorway, in the doorway, or profile. sitting on the couch, mm-hmm. and they're positioned in a way. And and that's for obvious reasons. You don't show rolls. You don't show side views. I hate I I hate being photographed from the side. I'm mm-hmm. like. Throughout the entire filming of the Latter Day Jew, I was like, "Do not film me from the side. I don't like it because of my you, chin." Look at you, Mariah Carey. I don't like my chin. I have a I have a weird thing that where my chin goes to my Adam's apple. There's like a line. I don't like it. Okay. Um, and and so like, but with Blanche in this episode, she was shot right from the side. Mm-hmm. You see everything. See that whole silhouette, and boom, she looked good. She looked so good. Yeah. And it was the type of dress too that was very form fitting. But slightly modest yeah. in that it was still like kind of had like three quarter sleeves. Uh-huh. It wasn't, you know, it just it left enough to the imagination. Yeah, um, she looks so good. Yeah, yeah, she looks so good. And then there's a great moment where um, when I didn't write it all down, but when Blanche comes out, she starts like reciting the opening of the news to Jerry. She's yeah. like. From the Gulf Coast to the Atlantic to the Keys to the Okefenokee. And Sophia's like... Okefenokee? What is that? It's got to be a a town or a place in Florida. Okefenokee. It sounds like a drag name. People will tell us. People from Florida will tell us. And then Sophia's like, from the pit of my stomach to the porcelain of the bowl. And Dorothy covers her mouth. It's so great. Yeah. But he cannot stay. He has to skedaddle because he's playing handball with Captain Kangaroo. Oh, damn. All right. Oh no! Wait, we'll go. We'll jump to Stan in a minute. In the meantime, can we talk about when Blanche comes home from her date? I'm gonna do a Friends reference here, only because it's it's. I feel like it's an iconic moment in the Golden Girls, and what I'm about to reference on Friends is very iconic. But they sounded the same to me when Blanche. And if you guys are big Friends fans, you might know where I'm going. Blanche comes home for her date, and she's like, "Oh." Mmm. 
And she sounds exactly like the episode of Friends, uh, the, the Thanksgiving episode, the one where Ross got high, where Monica is pretending to like Rachel's shitty trifle with the beef in it. And, and Joey has taught them all in acting class, when you want to pretend something tastes good, you say, mm, and you rub your stomach. And Monica, Rachel comes in and Monica takes the first bite and she's like, mmm, it's good. Anyway, Monica sounded exactly like Blanche. <laughs> I know. That was a very long. Your energy is so low. <laughs> but I love, I just love like all the women are sitting there. Yeah. Blanche is like dying for one of them to ask how the date went. And yeah. she's like, oh, mama, 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 mama. <laughs> I love when she does this like moaning thing where she's just like, oh. Why do I feel the need to bathe? Oh. <laughs> Ooh. It's so amazing. So good. It's so amazing. So, good. so her date with Jerry was great. Yes. But then, <laughs> I know, you have a playmate. I know. He's yeah. got so much energy right now. Yeah, it's fine. I got him. Um, her date went amazing um, until... Jerry's mother, Millicent Kennedy, comes by looking for the cheap Jezebel who's ruining her son's life. This woman has played... She probably holds the record for the most roles on The I Golden think Girls. She, yes. So we've talked about her before. Millicent Kennedy was played yeah. by Meg Wiley, who was in There Goes the Bride Part 2 as Myra. Mm-hmm. She was in Blanche's Little Girl as Edna. And she was in Nothing to Fear but Fear Itself as the stewardess who I gets mean, on the little microphone. Maybe Sal has played, the guy actor who plays Sal's played more roles. I don't know. No, well, I think Sal only played Sal and a waiter. Oh, is that it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, remember yeah. he was like a jouster. Yeah, you're right. Not a jouster. What are those things called? Just or like a jokester a vi- or um, no, like a, a village idiot, but not that. Why am I? What is happening? Why can't? Oh, is he humping you? Yes, he is. He's doing it out of love. It's I love you too. You know, he was like the Joker. The oh my goodness. Yeah, the we, um, the jester. The jester. Yes. Thank you. Yes. That would have bothered the shit out of me. Yes. Um. Oh, another thing we learned about Jerry is that he can't go to the bathroom except at home. I have friends that can't poop outside of the home. I relate. Really? I relate. Yeah, I have a hard time. I don't like it. I just like recently it. watched um, <laughs> the episode of Sex in the City where Carrie talks about pooping at Big's place. You know, mm-hmm. and she's like, I did number two. And everyone's like, that's amazing. That's amazing. Really? I have never had that problem. I will poo wherever I got to poo in any situation that I got to poo. I can do it. Do you still have your squatty potty? Yes. And I love my squatty potty. But I will say, like, pooing outside of the home without the squatty potty is actually very difficult. Because I've gotten used to gotten the squatty potty. To so sometimes I have to like, and at my folks' place, I'll be at my folks' place next weekend, and like they have a toilet that like the, the bowl, the actual seat, the toilet seat mm-hmm. is like really low, so your butt sinks into it, and my feet don't quite touch the ground, so I have to have a stool at that place. To make stool. To make stool, yes. We had, <laughs> I do recall from the... Probably season three episode, you and I talked about your squatty potty. And we talked about maybe a more, I think it was in our episode with Sierra Santana. And we talked about um, maybe, we we debated on whether or not the word squatty potty was a good name for it. Anyway, you guys Mm. should go back and listen to that episode. That's the episode where we talk about glitter shit too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
in the midst of all this Jerry Kennedy madness, this Kennedy family madness, Stan has come by and he immediately walks in and he's like, look, I know you're still mad at me for spoiling our wedding because that's where we left off with Stan. Yeah. But he's like, I have news. I'm seeing a psychiatrist. And he tells Dorothy it's not to win her back. It's to get over her. And he thinks that if Dorothy goes with him, it'll go along faster. Yeah. And this scene leads to, I feel like we've quoted, I've definitely quoted this many, many times, um, (laughs) where Stan goes, but now with a bit of help, I'm becoming a new Stan. And Sophia like gives him money and she's like, ah, great. Give me the post, the Herald and whatever. And Dorothy goes, ma, he's not a news stand. He's a new stand. <laughs> Look, old stand, new stand, tastes great, less filling stand. The jokes, the jokes. Sophia, I will say in this episode, she is on point. She has so many moments mm-hmm. where she's back and forth with, I mean, and also there's like, again, we, I talked about this before, but Dorothy and Sophia as in season seven, they kind of are a comedy duo in a way. Like they become, they they work off of each other a lot. They're very with their Abbott jokes. and Costello. And that happens a lot in this episode as well. Um, but yeah, Sophia has a lot of jokes jokes in this episode yeah. really good jokes yeah she it's it's good it's good to have a nice light-hearted sophia yeah. uh, bit of fun because last episode she was downright cruel yes that's true she was very mean <laughs> <laughs> one might say unforgivably mean okay let's let go. go to therapy let it go yeah <laughs> let's get to therapy dr halperin yeah dr halperin he's the type of doctor who is so unprofessional. So unprofessional. But in a way that makes me go, oh, yeah, I see why Stan would pick this guy. Yeah. Because he acts more like a friend. Like he likes to gossip. And it seems to be in the same type of office that they always go to for everything. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And there are no different offices. I mean, you would think with a show this popular, they'd be able to afford a different set, but whatever. Why do you need to? Why well, need to? No one remembers that from season three except for us. Right. And everyone People listening. People were binging back then. Yeah. So Dr. Halperin is played by an actor named Steve Landsberg. Has such a resume. Also played a doctor in uh, movies like Forgetting Sarah Marshall and Ladybugs and on the TV show Headcase. Yeah. Um, And he's also in the Monkey Show episode of the GG, which Mm. we'll get to. Yeah. Uh, Which is also the hurricane episode, right? A hurricane's a coming? Yeah. Yeah. Take me, St. Peter or whatever the name of the Sophia shirt. The red shirt. Take me hurricane. Is that what it says? Take me hurricane. I thought it said the name of the hurricane, but yeah. What's the worst hurricane you remember? I've never been in a hurricane. Oh. Um, because I'm from Missouri and there are no hurricanes there. And I wasn't in New York for Sandy. I remember. Oh, my ride's here. Gotta go. Sorry. (laughs) Oh, so that guy, if you guys hear a motorcycle Every day, this guy, he, I'm so surprised he didn't have music on. Every day, this guy, like like crazy long hair, like total biker guy, rides by our apartment on his motorcycle. Mm-hmm. And usually he's listening to music. Um, and it's really funny. It's he, His motorcycle has a very specific type of sound that <sighs> we can detect from anybody else on a motorcycle. I hate people on motorcycles. Sorry, anyone listening, but you're annoying. I don't understand. <laughs> the thing about motorcycles is... I we under- can still hear it. No, that's a different one. No. Because I can tell. I'm like somebody who can hear a plane in the sky mm. and be like, that's that kind of plane. Um, the thing about motorcycles is <laughs> they get to... They don't have to abide by... 
motorcycles don't ever get stuck in traffic and i get it you can't keep like putting your feet down and then picking it back up putting your feet down picking it back up but when i'm driving in my car like motorcycles will just weave in between cars in between tiny spaces it's legal i know but in california shouldn't be i think it should be i mean i get it no you know what i take it back yeah if we can share the road with cyclists we can share the highway with motorcyclists yeah if drivers drove properly then it would be fine Maybe you're not driving properly. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. So um, Stan, it turns out, is ambushing Dorothy at this therapy session. Yeah. He's like, Doc, you got to help us put the marriage back together. Act break. Yeah. And then we come back and it's like shock and awe. But yeah. we learn in that process because Stan has a Freudian slip that he's actually in love. Not quite love, but he's obsessed with or he's he's in, obsessed with the need of sort of um, approval from Sophia because his mother died before he was able to mend things with his mother. And so mm-hmm. he's carried, he's put that on Sophia as the next best mother figure in his life. Right. Which makes, I think, total sense. I, I mean, think that does too. Because I don't think his mother helped them. I mean, they helped, she definitely helped some because there's that episode where Sophia or that Dorothy visits Stan's mother and she gives her money. Um, but like, I think, I think, I think Sophia and Sal probably helped them out more. I think this is also the first time that we're hearing that Stan's mother passed away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, because the actress that played her mother um, was a regular on Designing Women after that, so she was busy. Was that a Freudian slip? Because you just said her played her mother. Oh, yeah. No, it wasn't a Freudian slip. It was just a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm thinking about. And now, so my dog is humping you. What do you think? What does he really want, though? Oh, well, he wants more than most of the men in my life, that's mm. for sure. <laughs> I don't know what that joke meant. <laughs> um, it's fine. Uh, yeah, no, but he he I th- he wants the attention of Sophia. He wants the approval of Sophia. Mm-hmm. And Dorothy's like... <laughs> Dorothy's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Dorothy's like, chicken? Yeah, she's just like, whoa, didn't see that one coming. There is a great moment where Stan's like, so my mother didn't love me. What's important about that? And then Dorothy and the doctor both start laughing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, are you kidding, bro? I like how the doctor is just as, like, annoyed and, well, dismissive of Stan as Dorothy is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the doctor's basically like, look, look, bro. <laughs> look, man, to get closure on Dorothy, you need to hear Sophia yeah. say, I love you. Yeah. 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 And I like how Dorothy's like, the doctor asks Dorothy if Sophia would come in. And, um, and Dorothy says something like, I, nobody's ever asked. Yeah, nobody's ever her. asked for me to bring her anywhere before. <laughs> yeah. Um, so to jump ahead a little bit, they do end up getting Sophia into the therapy session. Wait, wait. she walks in with a fucking life guest, a life jacket on. Uh-huh. I love it. And she's like, wait a minute, this isn't Splash Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> I love, okay, there are two things I love about this. And Dorothy's outfit. Incredible. Oh, please talk Incredible. about Dorothy's outfit. Incredible. It's like this long robe, sort of like striped see-through thing. But underneath it, there's like the the really, she, and she, she really popularized this. It was a button-up shirt, but then over the button-up shirt, probably sewn onto the button-up shirt, is this really low vest. I mean, the mm. vest goes down to her like navel and it just hangs there, drapes there. And it's just, oh, that's my drag look. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great outfit. Yes. Uh, um, I love two things I love. One is that how Dorothy always tricks Sophia to mm-hmm. going places. Mm-hmm. Like she's done it a couple of times. She's like, wait a minute, this isn't such and such. And yeah. it's like amazing. Um, but also, uh, um, 
Oh, shoot. What was I thinking? Oh, yeah. So Sophia, it's only when... So, like, they have driven to... She's not blindfolded, right? They've no. driven to, like, a, a, an office building. They've gone up the elevator, whatever. Yeah. It's when they walk into a building that probably <laughs> says Dr. Halpern on the door that she's like, wait a minute, this isn't Splash Mountain. <laughs> Regardless, it was a very funny joke. Very funny. Um, so Dr. Halpern says... Without going into a lot of psychological detail, which, like, fine. Yeah. They, they don't need to. It's fine. Um, he's basically, like, he tells tell Sophia. Sophia that the, the, yeah. what he thinks, and she's she's taken aback. And then she basically starts giving it to him, being like, you knocked my daughter up. You, 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 you big yeah, money off you of us. Yeah, I for cheating on her, for mooching off of me and Sal for, for all those years. years. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, Stan tries to rebut and be like, there were good times, but he struggles, and so does Dorothy. But then Sophia kind of thinks about it, and when the doctor's like, do you remember any moment where you loved or felt anything for Stan? Mm-hmm. And, and Sophia talks about the time that Michael was born, and that Dorothy and Michael were wheeled out. Mm-hmm. And, and he, then Sophia takes a moment, a pregnant pause, if you will, <laughs> and says, I do love you. And and it's a sweet, it actually is a very sweet, genuine mm-hmm. moment. And then he says back to her, I love you, Ma. And I was like, ooh, I got like, I got butterflies in my stomach. It's a good moment. Said, I love you, Ma. It's a good, it's a good aha moment. Mm. Well. It's okay. an aha. It's an aha for Sophia. I guess so. Because she's all like, wow, I never thought, because it's also helping her. Because she's probably held this sort of like grudge against Stan for so long, rightfully so. Mm. And 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 she's and she's able to let go of some of that hate, which is an important thing. I have a roast for you. Are oh. you is that how you're supposed to say it? Do you say I have a roast for you? Okay, I don't think matter. you announce your okay. roast before you you're, deliver it. You're so dumb. You think you think a, a revelation is an aha moment? What? <laughs> I think let's be nice. Let's <laughs> <laughs> stick with being nice. That's not what a roast is. We're trying to roast each other. Go ahead, uh, roast me right now. I'm wearing a bun in my hair, and it's a little askew. No, um, <laughs> roast uh, me about it. Um, uh, uh, you're so punctual that um, you can't even like murder someone without cleaning up afterwards. I don't know. <laughs> you're you're you don't understand the word punctual. You think the word punctual means neat <laughs> and cleanly. Um, You're so stupid that sometimes you forget things. So <laughs> the girls are making fun of Blanche yeah. uh, because uh, this is before the therapy scene, but they're making fun of... Oh my God, of- can we let people roast us on our Facebook? Yes, please. And this week's episode, guys, when we post this... On our Facebook, please. In the comment, please, you can say whatever you want. We won't be offended. Please roast Carrie and I. Or the best, the best will get a shout out on the podcast. If you remember. Because oh, you're the you, one. You're going to be your checking. Your memory so bad that. Um, you're going to be checking, not me. Uh, <laughs> or, or if you want to say. Also, I like that we've gone from roasting to like your mama jokes. I don't know. <laughs> your mama's so fat. She sat on a penny and Lincoln went, ah! My neighbors are going to think you're murdering me. Um, so That isn't a sizes joke, guys. I love all people, big and small. Great. So the girls are making fun of Blanche. Um, 
Rose comes in and reads her rose, which she doesn't get any further than like, I hope you're enjoying the Cornish hen. <laughs> Actually, now that I say it out loud, her her rose sounds a lot like ours. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, Jerry is going to bring his mother over Woo! to confront her in yes. front of Blanche to prove that he's not a mama's boy. Yeah. That's not going to end well. No. Um, and then Rose talks about St. Olaf's most famous psychotherapists, the Freud brothers, <laughs> Sigmund and Roy. <laughs> and then she says, you may have heard of their book, If I Have All the Cheese I Want, Why Am I Still Unhappy? <laughs> I, I'm going to put a call out to Mike Dennison right now, Mike, because I know you're listening. You and I spoke earlier today about something unrelated. Mike, will you please design the cover of this book? If I have all the cheese I want, why am I still unhappy? <laughs> With the Freud brothers. It would be really fun. I would read that, actually. If you... Would, if you, I understand. I'm sure you have a busy schedule, Mike. I would love to see this as a book. <laughs> oh gosh, it's late. Um, oh yeah. Okay. Can we talk about how in the next scene people keep saying the word moist? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, let's set it up. So they're all sitting around, and Jerry's mother's there, and they're all sitting around the couch and everything, and it's like this this, this weird row of all of them, and they're just eating the pound cake and sponge cake, sponge cake, and is it sponge? sponge it's sponge. Cake. Yes, it is. And they, they, I don't know why it's so awkward actually, because like, well, because the, everybody's waiting. For Jerry to confront his mother. Oh, Everybody yeah. knows that's what he's there to do, yeah. except the mother doesn't know. So they're just like, the cake, it's, it's very moist. Moist. <laughs> I too find the cake moist. <laughs> and then that's a word, I apologize. I know that's a word that some people don't like I hearing. love that word. But then Sophia, they all say this word moist about the cake. And then Sophia, without like missing a beat, like... My tea's awfully moist, too. I found the tea rather moist as well. And they all just look at her and she's like, what, I can't be uncomfortable, too? (laughs) Uh, And then Blanche offers Jerry another slice and the mother's like, no, he's not. He shouldn't have sugar. Refined sugar. Refined sugar. And Blanche is like, well, that cake is sweetened with natural fruit juices. That sounds gross. (laughs) Sounds gross, but it also sounds like something that, like... That you would see on a package of cake in a store in the 90s. Oh, in the 80s even. Sweetened with natural fruit juices. And it's like corn syrup, probably. That's probably why the cake was moist, because it had juice in it. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Ew. Ew. No. Ew. And and uh, and because he needs to lose weight, and he that's when he brings up the girdle. Mm -hmm. And he's wearing a girdle. And this is the scene where... If you watch Sophia, she is just so entertained. Yeah, and she's so loving funny. She's every like, moment Checkmate, of it. hand the guy a fork. <laughs> it's so good. Well, she she says that you gotta set it up, Carrie. They know. No, but you gotta set it up. It's so funny. She the that he, the mother says his cycle or whatever is in the shop, and then Blanche goes. He gets plenty of exercise with me, plenty. And then that's when Carrie. That's when Sophia says the line. It's so good. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God you came in with the save just now. Well, you can't just say a response to a very funny response from Blanche. Yeah, they know. This is not why you do a podcast. You don't do a podcast because they know. Otherwise, there would never be a podcast. (laughs) 
They know. <laughs> the whole fun is talking about it. If you don't talk about it, there's nothing to talk about. Welcome to Out on the They Know. <laughs> so we watched this episode, guys. You know what it's about. Let's talk about poop. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know. Um, so uh, so anyway, Blanche ends up doing this whole back and forth with Jerry and his mother. And, and Jerry finally, finally stands confronts his mother. to Millicent Kennedy. Yes. And this is when he gets a, a realization that he is he he needs to break away from his mother and be with the love of his life that isn't Blanche. Yeah, and he walks out. It's Christina. And before we watched this episode, we were really struggling with, and we were about to text Alaska because she's always the one that knows this stuff um, about. There was another episode where one of the girls was in a similar situation, and then at the very last minute, right before I was about to press send, we both said, "Oh, Rose." Rose in the, with impotence, the impotence of being earnest. Yes, yes. Yeah, we were like, that's happened before where another, like, one of the girls has dated another guy who's been like, oh, and I realize because of you, mm-hmm. I can go back to this other woman and that I love. And it also happened in a, not on camera, but in a weird way with um, Blanche and Mel Bushman because when Blanche was falsely accused of being dead, um, Wait. He, <laughs> sends, he sends the flowers. <laughs> And he says, you made me realize that uh, that's something I forget and that he's going back with some other woman. When Blanche was falsely accused of being dead. Yeah, because, no, it's true. Because I know, it's just the, the way man, that you worded The it. man that, who runs the obituary mm-hmm. for the newspaper, like, she scorned him. And yeah. so he said that she was not only dead, but 68 years old. And dead. And dead. <laughs> Don't, why does she keep forgetting dead? <laughs> um... Yeah, it did remind us of the impotence of being earnest, yeah. which was fine because it turns out he was a lousy lover. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, but Blanche bounces back very quickly. Yeah. And why? Because sluts just heal. Oh, yeah, quicker. quicker. <laughs> yeah, where Sophia goes, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Sluts heal quicker. Do you think Sophia has ever said that before? <laughs> Probably, 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 actually. Um, yeah, this was a fun episode. So much fun. I loved Newsstand. He's not a newsstand. He's a newsstand. That was a good Again, joke. to me, that's like a Mitchell Horowitz joke. Yeah. 100%. So good. I love these later season jokes, and I'm sure Elliot Glazer would agree with me. Oh, we had a fun text chain, text chain earlier. Me, you, Elliot, and Alaska. Mm-hmm. Where you we were, did talk you were about- asking about fun moments, and, and Elliot was saying <laughs> how he hates... The moment in the jail cell. You're just putting him on blast right now. What's wrong with it? This, it's not like he is going to be offended by me saying this. And if you are right. Elliot, you need to not be. Um, but uh, he said that he hates the scene where they're in jail at the Burt Reynolds episode, you know? And I love that Ladies scene. Ladies of the evening. Yes. And and it's where Dorothy goes, um, I did time at Attica. And the prisoner's like... Isn't Attica a men's prison? And Dorothy's like, I know. It took them months before they found out. Um, and I love that scene. But Elliot doesn't because he finds it absurd. Whereas I'm like... He, well, he said he finds it absurd that the, the, all those younger women would actually want to like fight the yeah. older women. Like All the women are like, fight, fight, fight. I don't think Elliot knows how like jails work. Because I don't think they care about age in jail so much as they care about just like hurting people. 
I don't know. I don't know. I've only been in jail once. It's a funny story, but I won't share it now. I've got to tease it for later. Oh, okay. Well, then you remember to tell that on the next episode. I won't. And I'll try to remember to read the best roast. <laughs> what is your golden takeaway? Oh, my golden takeaway from this episode. Actually, I will say, um, one of the things that this episode made me think about was um, how much I want pie. Because they were eating sponge cake or pound sponge cake. Sponge cake. And I I was like, mm, I could really go for a slice of pumpkin pie right now. And And so I think my golden takeaway is when you feel these urges for certain desserts and you aren't watching your weight, give into it. Just like that Diet Coke commercial with Gillian Jacobs where she's like, if I want a Diet Coke, I have a Diet Coke because it feels good. <laughs> I'm like... Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I have no clue what you're She's talking about. She's wearing like an army jacket. Gillian Jacobs from Community and stuff. She's yeah. like, I like Diet Coke. Makes me feel good. Hey, if you want to live in a yurt, live in a yurt. <laughs> I'm going to drink a Diet Coke. <laughs> and I'm just like, it's like a walk and talk with the new can design. And she drinks it. And she's like, hey, it's fine. <laughs> I want to try that diet chair. I don't really like Coke too much. Michael, Michael, he does like Coke and I don't like, he drinks so much Coke and oh. I don't, so there's a lot of Coke in my life right now, but mm. I don't, I don't, I want to try the cherry Coke, the diet okay. cherry Coke. Okay. I think good. it's just the regular diet Coke in the commercial, but yeah, they have all those new can designs. They have yeah. all the flavors. Yeah. Cherry yeah. Coke's been around a while. Is that a, is that a, <clears throat> is that a shade on my wanting cherry Coke? No. <laughs> Not at all. What's your golden takeaway? I'm not roasting you. Carrie Doherty. My golden takeaway from this episode is, oh, before I do my golden takeaway, when you said you wanted pie, you talked about sponge cake. Yeah. It made me think of one of the first lines in the episode where um, Sophia can't really eat anything because of the dentures. She's like, "Uh, these are the things I want, but like make me what I can have like for dinner. And Dorothy says, I'll soak the (laughs) cornflakes. There's nothing I hate more than soggy cereal. So you know what? That's going to lead to my golden takeaway. My golden takeaway is I would like for someone to invent a cereal that doesn't get soggy. Yeah. No matter how long the milk is in there, but... It also doesn't, you know, feel like rocks in my mouth. Yeah. For example, the closest I've ever gotten to finding cereal that does not melt into soggy milk almost immediately is Rice Krispie Treats cereal. Now, Rice Krispies, you wouldn't think so, right? Because Rice yeah. Krispies, you put those in They're milk. The worst. Less than half a second, forget it. Yeah. It's mush. You've got porridge in front of you. But Rice Krispie treats cereal stays crunchy because it's got its bigger pieces. Doesn't granola stay crunchy? Does it? Yeah, it's cereal. <laughs> it stays crunchy. Does it eat granola? Does it? Yes. <laughs> yes, it does. Yes, it's fine. <laughs> it's like you never heard of granola. <laughs> its whole point is that it's crunchy. Or grape nuts even, although grape nuts does turn mushy. But that's part of what I like about grape nuts. But if I have all the cheese I want, why am I still unhappy? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, you guys. Let's land this plane. (laughs) (laughs) 
The next wasn't episode. He, wasn't he an airplane? He was an airplane. Hey, look at that. Everything comes full circle. Yes. Checkmate. Hand yes. you a fork. Uh, that pie. The next episode we'll be watching is Dateline Miami, which is a fun clip show, and it'll be great. It might be a flashback episode. It might be new clips. Yeah, yeah, I still show. Well, okay. You don't know. I do know. We've seen this episode millions of times. Can we end on a positive note? Sure. I'm going to go get some pie. Great. (laughs) That's positive. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm positive. I'm going to go get some pie. (laughs) And you deserve it. If you want to live in a yurt, live in a yurt. (laughs) I don't want to live in a yurt. I don't know what a yurt is. I had a friend say that they were going on their honeymoon to a yurt, and I was like... Also, tomorrow, someone asked, (laughs) (laughs) someone asked, I have a meeting tomorrow, and they were like, hey, crazy idea, but would you want to have, do you want to go on a meeting and like, and do a hike at the same time? And I was like, hey, crazy response. No, I don't ever want to do that, ever. I want to sit at a place, preferably with food and or coffee in front of me, Mm. and that's how I want to converse with you about this thing we need to converse about. Yeah. I don't want to be growing uphill doing it. Yeah. Yeah, for a meeting, that's that's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And on that note, (laughs) we'll talk to you guys next week. We got to do do all the plugs first. Yeah. This has been Out of the Lanai. You guys can go to outofthelanai.com. Do it fast. Do it fast. You guys can go to outofthelanai.com for more goodness. Faster. Or you can go to facebook.com slash goldengirlspodcast. Or we're on Twitter. We're at goldengirlspod. I'm Squiddy. Do it! <laughs> I'm Squiddy. Squid on Twitter and Squiddy on Instagram. And you can find me on the IMDb show at imdb.com slash show every Friday. Sorry, every Thursday. And I'm at H. John Scott on everything. And you can see me in New Jersey this weekend if you're around. But don't because it's going to be weird. I'm also going to be in New York and St. Louis next week. Okay, bye. Stay golden. 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 Stay gol